Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello and welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. Hope you have had a fantastic week so far, and I'm sure you've still got a lot of great stuff coming up. Today, we are talking about a long requested episode about mixed conditionals. I always put off these grammar episodes. Put off means postpone, uh, save it until later. I kind of don't want to do it, right? So I always delay it, I put it off until later. And I think partly that's because it's quite challenging to make an episode about grammar and make it fun. But hopefully, if you've seen my previous uh, episodes on grammar, then you will agree that it can be fun because I don't like to teach grammar. Not anymore. I used to teach grammar. But over many years of teaching experience, over many years of teaching students, uh, I kind of realized that teaching grammar is not the best way of learning it. Um, I will, no, I have taught grammar. If a student wants to learn about it, I will teach it. But I think the best way of learning generally is just to learn through listening, reading, you know, not learning all the rules, but you're kind of picking up the rules naturally as you're having fun. That's my goal. I hope I explained that well, but that's my goal today. I want to share these grammar rules in a fun and natural way, right? So I'll be talking a little bit, giving you some examples, explaining the grammar, but I'll also be talking about some sentences and relating it to my life, encouraging you to relate it to your life as well. I always think any kind of grammar, vocabulary, whatever you're learning, if you can make a connection to your own life, for example, make an example sentence about your life, it is going to be so much more useful and it's going to stick in your brain much more easily. So yeah, as I said, this is mixed conditionals. We have done episodes in the past on conditionals, so I will try to put a link to that one in the show notes in the podcast app as well. So if you want to review uh, your knowledge of conditional sentences, you can go back and look at that or maybe just look at the blog post where I have summarized it. And also, whenever we do one of these kind of grammar type episodes, I always suggest becoming a member because on the members website, if you go to the transcript course, the podcast course, we have transcripts for all the episodes. So you can literally see the words highlighted as I'm speaking them. You can find words very easily. You can search for words. So if you remember something that I said, but you don't know what time it was, you can just type in the word and it will go to that time in the episode, which is really useful. I also have kind of vocabulary and quizzes on there. But for the grammar ones, I tend to do more grammar related stuff. So I might do like a little bonus lesson. I might share a PowerPoint with you guys. And I usually have some kind of quiz to help you practice your knowledge as well. And I always encourage people to leave a comment on the course too. So if they want to practice their mixed conditionals, uh, you can do that on the course, on the members course. So there's a lot you can do there uh, if you want to kind of get more out of these podcast episodes. Uh, It's also nice to review. You know, maybe you're listening to this on the way to work. When you come home later, you can go on the website and review using the study materials I shared. 
There's a few ideas there, but if any of that sounds like it might be useful for you, you can become a member. Uh, you only need to be a basic member to get the podcast course, and that is at levelupenglish.school. And then you can find it by clicking on the members button at the top of the page in the banner. Okay, let's get right into the grammar today. So if you don't remember, a conditional sentence is one with a condition. So basically that means we tend to use the word if. Like if I go home, I will be happy. That's a first conditional sentence. If I go home, I will be happy. So we're talking about some possibility in the future. Mixed conditionals are where these rules kind of mix up and it's not so clear anymore. It isn't beginner level grammar. It's not something that's super easy. However, it is important that you understand they can be mixed because it's something that's done all the time in natural speech and in English generally. So I tend to suggest to learners that you should get comfortable with the conditional patterns, first of all, which are zero, first, second, third. There are four types of conditionals altogether. Once you know the rules, then you can start breaking the rules. Right, that's, a, that's a good phrase I like. Know the rules before you can break them. So I think it's good to learn those and then you can move on to mixed conditionals once you're a bit more comfortable. If you go right to mixed conditionals without learning the first ones, then it might be a little bit confusing. So that's my tip for you today. But here we can talk about different uh, times, different tenses, I suppose. So for example, we can do a mixed conditional where we're mixing the past and the present. This is really common. So in the kind of traditional or simpler, not this sort of simple, but the easier pattern, the third conditional is one that talks about past regrets. So we could say, if I had studied harder at school, I would have been an electrician. Just came to my mind randomly. So that's one example of a past regret. We can mix that with a past condition and a present result. So for example, if I had studied harder at school, I would be at university right now. So if I had studied harder, that's past tense, right? Past perfect. I would be at university now, present tense, right? But we still use would because would makes it hypothetical, right? So it's a hypothetical present tense sentence, right? So... I mean, I can try to think of some examples from my own life, and I, I encourage you to do the same for you. So if I had studied harder at school, my life would be very different now. I think I would probably be working in some kind of science-based job, uh, maybe with biology, a human body, something like that, because that was what I was kind of going for when I was nearing the end of my school days. However, my grades were not good enough, so I kind of just gave up. I stopped trying. I think it worked out. I'm glad I did give up. Sometimes giving up is good, right? You never know. Uh, if it's something you really want to do, yeah, don't give up. But 
sometimes you have a feeling that giving up is the right choice. You know, if you never give up, then you'll be doing everything forever. So giving up isn't always bad. It depends what what your goals are. But here's another example. If she had known English, she would enjoy her travels more. Right. So past tense, then present tense. If she had known English, she would enjoy her travels more. Right. So. If she knew English in the past, if she, if she studied English in the past, then her traveling at the moment would be more enjoyable. I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that, right? If only we had studied the language harder. Why did we wait so late? Why did we not study harder? That's always frustrating. And I can relate to that in many ways. You know, if I had studied Thai, Thai language more seriously, more diligently, Diligent is like a kind of a serious study uh, attitude. Uh, if I had been more diligent in my Thai studies, I would be able to speak to more people now. Right? Would be able to. That's kind of like saying I can, but with would. Would plus can becomes would be able to. So I do try to make an effort to speak some Thai, but there are many cases where I have to kind of go. Hmm? I don't know. Or Google Translate help, please. Uh, but fortunately, Thai people are very friendly, so it's not—it's uh, never too awkward, which is which is which is fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about uh, past and future, right? So, a lot of tenses in English are kind of implied tenses. I spoke about this recently in a lesson I did on Level Up English, where we used the present tense to talk about the future, right? So we can talk about the future, even if we don't say will. So here's an example: If she had earned more money, she would be coming with us on the ski trip tomorrow. Right? This is future tense, and we know it's future tense because we use the word tomorrow. But she would be coming with us. That on its own is not future. So just adding the word tomorrow. Turns it into the future tense, right? So it, English can be quite simple sometimes, right? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, she cannot come on the ski trip uh, because she didn't earn enough money. But if she had earned more money, she would be coming with us on the ski trip. I would love to go skiing again. I haven't been skiing since I was about ten years old. I'd love to go again before I get you know, too old and weak in a few decades. Hopefully, hopefully not before then. But yeah, I mean, how many of us can relate to this as well? How many of us have missed out on opportunities because we hadn't earned enough money? Maybe that's our fault for being lazy, but more likely, it's not our fault, and it's just we didn't get a good job. Maybe our country doesn't give us enough money for what we want to do. Maybe you want to travel to England, but England's expensive, and maybe the salary in your country isn't high. That's always a big problem, isn't it? It really, really is a shame. So, if I had earned more money, remember the past perfect. If I'd earned more money, I could say I, I wouldn't need to live in Thailand now. <laughs> But that's present tense. Let's think of a future one. I would be able to afford to go to Japan next spring. So this is true because I'm looking at currently. I'm looking at 
uh, booking a trip to Japan, hopefully very soon. Uh, however, I'm comparing two different times. I'm comparing February and April. I think April is more like the cherry blossom season, right? So it's peak season. Peak means highest, top, like peak of a mountain, top of a mountain. So it's very expensive to travel at peak season. So I compared the plane tickets and it's like double the cost at peak season. If I had earned more money, I could go at peak season and see the cherry blossoms. However, I hadn't earned enough money. Therefore, I will not be able to go at that time, right? So I will go in the cold uh, off-season month of February. We have peak season, then we have off-season. They're the opposites. But that's one example. So there are just a few examples of how mixed conditionals can come up in speech. It's much more flexible than you might have learned in school or in a textbook before. So I guess that's a positive thing, that if you do mix conditionals, it may not affect your meaning too much. But I do think it's important you understand what tense you're using, because if you mix it in a kind of accidental wrong way, it will change the meaning of your sentence. So it's possible to mix them up, but I think it's still important that you understand why you're using the tense that you are. I also should say, though, when, whenever I talk about grammar, I think it's really important to say this, that... I don't want you to stop or I don't want to kind of hinder, which means make it more difficult, hinder your speaking ability. So this is a problem that I have had a lot in the past. When you're speaking English, I don't think it's good to be stopping and thinking about all the grammar you're using. I mean, maybe if you're having an English lesson, it can be a good idea. But generally, I think it's better if you can talk more naturally and not worry about the occasional mistake, right? A lot of people can really be afraid to make mistakes. So they will kind of pause and think for ages and try to say it perfectly. But that's just not, it's just not how we talk, right? You know, I, I've made, I'm sure you can probably count them. I've made many mistakes in this episode already. And I just keep on going. You know, I don't have to stop and think for ages about what I'm saying. So it's important to kind of think about these patterns, but not allow the fear of getting them wrong to stop you from speaking. That's what I want to say. But to practice that now, I can give you some questions. So it's a really important skill, I think, to be able to reply to questions using the same tense as the question. So if I ask you, have you ever been to England? And you said, I never went to England. It's a little bit unnatural, very slightly strange because the question was in present perfect tense have you been you replied in past simple i never went it's always a good idea to reply in the same tense as the question and that makes it really simple because you don't have to worry about the tense you just have to kind of use the same structure as the question it's a really nice way to practice so i'm going to try to ask you some questions now using uh, mixed conditionals and you're welcome to answer out loud that would be great but if not answer in your head or you could even write them down if you're the kind of person that really wants to study with me then write them down that could be a great thing as well also send them to me if you want to if you had known about a certain device or technology earlier how might your daily routine be different today 
So here we're using past and present, right? If you had known about a certain technology earlier, how might your daily routine be different today? For me, I might say my editing software that I use to edit these podcasts. If I had known about it earlier, my life would be much more relaxed now. I mean, I guess they are relaxed now because I use the software now, but I guess I had a lot of stress in the past using software that was quite difficult to edit, and I wish I had found it earlier. So I guess the compounding effect of my stress wouldn't have occurred. (laughs) But what about you? What kind of technology do you think made a difference in your life? I could also ask you, though, if you had pursued a different subject in university, how do you think your job and your life would be different today? To pursue or pursue is to kind of chase. It kind of means chase, really. But uh, when we talk about jobs or studies, it really means to kind of go down that path and try to get a certain thing. So if you're pursuing a job in education, that means you're trying to get a job in education. I actually didn't go to university. That's my admission here. I didn't go to university, so I can't really answer this. But I guess I could say if I had gone to university, I imagine I would not be a teacher. I would not be this uh, online English teacher. I would have a very different job. I imagine... I might be a gardener or some kind of outside job or something like that, working outside in the the sun and the cold every day. That's what I imagine it would be like. If I had pursued something in college, in university, I think I might be a gardener today. How about you? How would your life be different? Let's give you another question now. I'll give you a couple more. Uh, Let's talk about a present future one now. If you get more free time this year, what hobby or skill would you like to develop? Okay, so here we're kind of talking about the present and the future, right? If you get more free time now, this year, what hobby or skill would you develop in the future? Over the year. Um, If I get more free time, I hope I do, if I get more free time, if I get more free time, I think I would work harder on my fitness, more running, more go you know, swimming, exercise. I think that would be a big priority for me. And uh, making friends, I think kind of socializing. I do, I do a fair amount of socializing, but I think I would like to increase it. So that would be my answer. How about you? What would you do differently? Here's kind of a challenging one now where we're going to be talking about future then past. Quite confusing here, so stay with me. If you achieve your dream in the future, how would you look back on the challenges you faced to get there? That is very tough to think about. So once again, if you achieve your future dream, how would you look back on the challenges you faced to get there? So you're thinking about the dream that you have now, but you're thinking about the moment you achieve it in the future. Let's say, for example, that dream is becoming fluent in English. Think about achieving that dream. Now think about looking back 
on the past at all the challenges you had to get there, including the challenges you're facing right now and the ones that happened before now. What do you think your opinion would be on those challenges? Have a think about it, but I can answer for you as well. I imagine a lot of you might think of those challenges in a positive light. That means a positive way. So you're looking at those difficult moments, even the difficult moments you're having right now, and you have a sense of gratitude towards them because these difficult moments got you to the person that you will become, which hopefully will be a good person, right? And someone who uh, reaches your dreams and goals. So that's an interesting one. But think about that question for yourself as well. Let's finish with one more question now. This one is going to be, I think this is the most common one, right? Past and present. If the internet hadn't been invented, would the world be a better place today? Share your opinions with me in the comments. If you like, you can go to the podcast page on the website or the members course page, wherever you like to go, wherever you can go. Yes. So if the internet hadn't been invented, would the world be a better place today? How would the world be different? Would it be better or worse? Let me know your opinions on that. But as I said, I will be talking more about some of these. I don't think I did say that, did I? Maybe I'll tell you now for the first time. I'll be talking more about these conditionals in the private episode this week. I'll be talking more about questions like this, sharing my own opinions on them and hearing your opinions too, hopefully. So thank you for listening to this point. I hope you found it useful. I find mixed conditionals quite challenging because I think a lot of it you have to just kind of learn over time gradually. I haven't personally found it can be super useful to sit down and study the rules because by their nature, mixed conditionals are kind of mixing different rules. Uh, So if you're still confused by the end of today, it might be my fault, which I will take responsibility for. But also I want to remind you not to worry and that I think learning happens best when it happens gradually over time. So whenever you're reading or listening or whatever in the next few days and coming weeks, see if you can notice these conditionals and you might hear a few of them in speech or reading. And then that would be a good time to think about them and try to use them yourself as well. So hopefully that is useful for you. Let me give you a quote. I've got one thank you to say, uh, first of all, from France. Then I'll give you a quote afterwards. I'm, I'm stumbling over my words today, but let's go to France now. So this is a review from J8IGH. And they said, Hi, Michael. Thank you for your podcast. They are very useful. Your voice is soothing and pleasant. Wow. A lot of different subjects and a lot of tips. I particularly loved, particularly, that's always a hard word for me. I particularly loved the episode about Eat Up. It was very useful. Thank you for your patience and your consistency. Like Luke's English podcast, I am waiting for a new episode every week from Johan France. That's very cool. Thank you, Johan. I hope that's how I say your name correctly. Um, I'm really glad you like my voice. I'm glad it's soothing. And I got a lot of good feedback about that phrasal verb, eat up episode. I'm really surprised actually, because I was worried it would be a bit boring and just kind of listing off different things. Really nice to hear that people like that one though. So I will make more similar to that in the future. So thank you for your review. That means a lot to me. Let's end now with a quote from Anonymous. 
I've included this quote because it is a conditional. If you want to achieve greatness, stop asking for permission. If you want to achieve greatness, stop asking for permission. There we go. That's a zero conditional, by the way. It's a very simple one. It's not a mixed one. But hopefully that's interesting. Hopefully you found the episode fun. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.